1: The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at YourTechReport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. Welcome to it.
2: Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at YourTechReport. Facebook.com slash YourTechReport. Of course, our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash YourTechReport online. Welcome to another awesome week, another awesome show. I am Marco Flalo, as always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. Before we get into the news of the week and all that fun stuff, we want to remind you to check out um, YourTechReport.com. We've got our cool audio. X-Star Premium and Drone Giveaway, but we're also announcing a brand new giveaway this week as well. If you check out yourtechreport.com right now, you can find out how you can also get in on an opportunity to win a brand new Moto Z Play from Moto along with a Hasselblad Moto Mod. Very cool phone, very cool ecosystem with the Moto Mods. Check out the video, yourtechreport.com all the details are there. Lots of ways for you to enter and share it. The Moto Z Play with the Hasselblad True Zoom Moto Mod available right now as of this second for the next couple weeks as well as the X-Star Premium Drone from Autel. On this week's show, we are going to speak to a very cool company, Lutron. They're making some very cool home automation tools, including light switches, including shades, lots of fun stuff from them, plus accessory maker Griffin Technologies. We are going to talk to one of them their representatives, and talk about their very insane product lineup. They've got something for absolutely everybody, for every kind of device you can possibly think of. All that coming up on this week's show. We're going to take a quick break. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. It is at yourtechreport, facebook.com, slash yourtechreport, and check out those giveaways. Right now, the X-Star Premium Drone for Autel, plus that Moto Z Play and Hasselblad True Zoom Moto Mod, available for you right now, yourtechreport.com.
1: Back in a moment. There's more Your Tech Report after this. Now, back to Your Tech Report.
2: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. I am Marco Flatlow in Montreal. As always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Again, I'm going to remind you again. Mitchell, we're going to remind everybody, don't forget to go to yourtechreport.com. Fun giveaways going on. The Autel X-Star Premium Drone, plus the Moto Z Play and Hasselblad Zoom Moto Mod, all available for you right now. Yourtechreport.com a brand new kind of reskin your techaport.com. I don't know if anybody noticed that.
0: I, I, I did notice it. It looks fantastic. And, and Mark, you know, it, it looks you did a great job on that. The redesign looks beautiful. I got to tell you, you're talking about the giveaway stuff. We're giving some incredible stuff away. It's not like we're just giving away a, a pack of gum or a phone case. No, no, don't get me wrong. We're going to give away phone cases in the future as well, but these are big ticket, really cool items. I don't mean to toot our own horn, but if I have to, I will.
2: Well, we have a closet full of stuff that we're going to be giving away over the next yeah. while. Our goal is to have ongoing giveaways, just, you know, more and more giveaways for you guys to get involved. The same way we invite people to get involved, as always, contact yourtechreport.com. Uh, Twitter, It is on Twitter, it is uh, at your tech yeah, All that fun stuff. Mitchell.
0: Yes, yeah, Mark.
2: Apple made an announcement this week. Apple's Spaceship Campus officially has a brand new name. It is going to start to be inhabited by Apple employees moving (laughs) over from their one infinite loop address, the address that we've always known Apple to ever exist at. Um, The spaceship campus is now going to be
0: called Apple Park. I, I know it's gonna be called Apple Park it's opening in April like you said officially opening opening in April I, it, first of all if you if you haven't seen any of the videos and by the way I, all I can think about right now is how I'm gonna miss the time-lapse videos that we've seen that drone video because there was this person online that was doing these drone video captures of, of the of the Campus being built over a period of time and have these great time-lapse shots. I'm gonna miss that. But if you've never seen this building, it really is a modern marvel, a design marvel in terms of what they did to make it. Does look like a giant spaceship? It looks like something you would see in 2050 or 2075, or what we imagined would be the future, right? And this place looks incredible.
2: It, it, it was. It looks incredible. It is. It is one of the last projects that Steve Jobs ever really had a major, major role in design. And what what, what he did when designing this building was. Try to build a self-sustaining ecosystem where future Apple employees and Apple can, you know, create all the marvels that it does over the years to come. And it is—it's right. completely self-sustaining. There are solar panels on the entire ring of the of the spaceship campus, Apple Park. Uh, there's a new thousand-seat theater that is officially going to be named Steve Jobs Theater. It sits kind of uh, above everything else and kind of overlooks the the entire campus. They're going to be opening that towards the end of the year. I suspect right. we'll probably see like the next maybe iPhone unveil or something's going to happen in that theater in this calendar year. It would be kind of cool to see that happen. Uh, and they're saying again, as we said, you know, April is when people are going to start moving over to it. Uh, Tim Cook is said to be moving his offices over. I think everybody's going to be moving their offices over and they're going to repurpose that land at one infinite loop, which is which is kind of cool. But as you said, those drone videos were kind of fun watching the construction of something. And it's funny because it feels like it's been going on for for just a couple years, but it's been like four or five years that this has been going on. So it really it, It's, It's pretty cool to see this come to fruition.
0: Yeah, and, 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 and like I said, I, I like you both said it, it's going to be. It, it's strange to imagine this project is finally done. It was such a massive undertaking, and we forget about all the the litigation that kind of went into this building, this new campus existing, uh, all the back and forth by the community, uh, contractors. So now it's finally going to be here, and you know what? It's one of those places now that I really think will become. I don't. I think they are doing tours. At least they were doing. They had announced they were going to be doing tours, and it's one of those places that. I I don't know if it's the geek in me I kind of like to see this place I kind of like to go and take a tour of the place
2: I agree with you I think there's definitely going to be tours There's going to be a visitor center which is going to feature a full fledged Apple store uh, I think it's going to be is going to be a popular attraction in the Cupertino area for the for years to come and I, I you know I I'm with you I think next time I'm in California I'm going to want to head over there and uh, take a take a peek.
0: No, I definitely will too. You know, and not to be too Apple-heavy, but there, there is other Apple news in the news, Mark. Uh, so everyone knows that AirPods, believe it or not, AirPods, uh, Apple's first truly wireless earbuds designed for Apple iOS devices, or any actually any Apple devices that automatically connect when you open up the little lid. It's really cute, really cool. Um, I know they didn't fit in your ears. We're not going to get into that because your loss was my gain, so we won't go into that. But <laughs> uh, there's a company called Colorware. Now, Colorware is known for uh, putting a different paint or different color skin on multiple different, you know, different Apple products, and now they're going to be doing it with the AirPods. You can pick any of 58 colors, and Colorware will make you a pair of custom-painted AirPods for the low, low price of $289, which is $130, obviously, over MSRP, and they said, I think, for an extra $30, Mark, they'll even... Change the color of the little case that they come in the charging case as well. They'll they'll make each earpiece individually colored. It's kind of cool what they're doing.
2: Is this on? Does this include the actual AirPods? Like you're getting the AirPods plus the color oh, case? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. yes. So for two, thought,
0: that's why I said it's 130 above the cost of well, the yeah, AirPods. Well, w- yeah, I
2: wasn't sure. I, w- I was worried that I'd have to go spend $300 or $289 on top of what I just spent for my AirPods to get a
0: cool, cool colored version. That's kind of neat. Uh, Although, you know what? From what I'm seeing online, I, I'm still seeing up to a six-week delay if you order online your AirPods today. So, I, I wonder if it's worth... I wonder if the people over at Colorware get there sooner, because they order in bulk, obviously, yeah. or if you have to send yours individually to that. No, you have to pay them in advance because obviously yeah. you're paying for the AirPods as well. Maybe it's cheaper to do it that way, because people on eBay must be boosting the prices like crazy knowing the demand for these things.
2: I'm looking forward to the next week and our next show, Mitchell, because Mobile World Congress is kicking off in in Barcelona, Spain next week. We're going to see a lot of reveals. Samsung is probably going to unveil their next Galaxy device. We're going to see some cool stuff from LG. But Sony has made a very interesting announcement ahead of Mobile World Congress yes, that kind have. of affects the mobile world, which is it's announced the fastest ever SD card. Now, we use SD cards in everything, and cameras and absolutely everything that we use that stores any kind of photos, videos, etc., etc. These are the fastest series. They're called the SFG series of SD cards. They're going to be available in sizes up to 128 gigs starting in spring 2017 why does speed matter because it means you can take better pictures it means you can get higher quality video it increases the overall absolutely everything which begs the question to me you know when when shopping for things like this when shopping for an sd card just electronics in general are we past the point in which specs even matter
0: Wow, this is a really... Well, how you feed me this on a platter, Mark? Because I wanted to bring this exact subject up for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, uh, we know the Nintendo... And this, of course, will feed right into your question, big picture question of do specs matter? We all know the Nintendo Switch the great new console from Nintendo, which they're really doing a big media push on. I have to applaud them because they're really involving the YouTube community, uh, outlets like ourselves, media outlets, online, traditional, uh, terrestrial radio. I mean, they're really going all out for this launch. Uh, The Switch is going to be coming out in less than a week. Nintendo's made it very clear Although some people have broken the NDA and there's been some stolen units and specs have appeared online. Someone even got Marcus- their
2: unit two weeks ahead of time. They actually received it two weeks exactly, ahead of
0: time. Exactly. So there, there have been, you know, it hasn't been without its pitfalls, this whole experience. But... The Nintendo as a whole has gone out of their way to make sure that they don't go into too much detail about the architecture, the internal architecture of the Nintendo Switch, all the specs, uh, the, the exact processor, the you know how it's clocked, all the you know all the interiors of this of this new console. And this is something that we've seen Apple do for quite a long time, which is Apple's point of view is: Do you really need to know the specs of our products? And if you look back in time, Mark, Apple's been very careful, while other companies like Samsung and Motorola, right out there. We have three gigs of RAM, four gigs of RAM in this phone. Here's how we about Apple, aside from their new chip that they give, like, letters, the A or the M series of chips, yeah. which they have no problem telling us, they don't really tell us much else. Obviously, that's intentional, though. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. That's them controlling the message. And once again, they don't want to have to respond to the market with, okay, company A did this, company B did this, so we have to, in return, do this. And if we don't, we're going to be judged as having inferior hardware.
2: But they know that people are going to find out the information they want anyway. They know that iFixit's going to do a teardown. someone's going to take out the device, they're going to x-ray it. They know that eventually, the actual details of the chips and the insides are, are, are going to be found out. But by that point, people will have had hands-on time and will realize that the user Interface is really customized to whatever is there, I and mean, it's, it's it's about the user interface, this is it not though? It's
0: exact, it's all about the user experience, Mark. That's where it really boils down to. Apple's po, uh, I mean, uh, point of view rather, <laughs> POV or mo, both point of view and their mo is look. It all comes down to how our products work. If we tell you maybe two gigs of RAM for our architecture, for the soft, for the hardware that we build and the software we create around it, two gigs is ridiculously fast while on other other companies may make a product that requires more RAM because they use different program different coding different build different components so from their point of view that kind of makes sense
2: well this is something that you know what when, when before I was a Mac user when I was a PC user it was all about more RAM more RAM more RAM the more RAM right. you had the more RAM you had the more RAM you had the better it was then when you switch to a Mac you realize that wait a second on a Mac you don't need Sixteen gigs of RAM necessarily. You don't need thirty-two gigs of RAM necessarily. You don't need to worry about those numbers because things just work. And that's kind of—it's almost like our own show motto here, where we—we we don't really get into the bits and bytes of things. We try not to focus Sometimes our attention do, on that but stuff. But for the we most do.
0: part, you know, we try and keep it simple so that people know what these products are. Right?
2: Exactly. So, so is this the same philosophy that Nintendo is taking with their new Switch? And we won't really, I guess, know that until people really have more
0: than a two-second demo hands-on with their actual switch right oh absolutely and and but i think see to me nintendo has always done things similarly apple and nintendo have a lot in common these two companies really do they've always marched to the beat of their own drummer they don't put out they don't put out products they think the the you know the market demands, they put out what they think people will enjoy. They put out an experience. They, they're selling a user experience. Nintendo the same way. If Nintendo wasn't that way, they'd be trying to match hardware, you know, you know, bit by bit and RAM by RAM with with Microsoft and Sony who have engaged in this hardware war where everyone feels the bigger, spe- you know, the, the kid with the, mo- the most toys at the end wins, you know, and it, that's not the, really the way it works, but here's the big question mark. So here we're the question mark yeah, and yeah, question yeah, mark. I, I, I like I how that worked out. Um, so we're, here we are saying, okay, at the end of the day, do the numbers really matter as long as the product works and delivers an experience worthy of what you're paying for it, but... What about other people that are involved? And I think, that, is that where you're going to go next? That's what I was going to say. I was yeah, going to say, go ahead, as, a, go as
2: a consumer, uh, yeah. as someone who's just a user of the device, I don't think the numbers matter in any way, shape, or form. Correct. However, on the flip side, because this is about people developing games, this is about way more than just Nintendo and their own development world. This is other gaming partners who are making devices, who are making games. They need that kind of information. Now, and the que- that begs the question, are they delivered a different marketing message? Is Nintendo giving them a message that says, this has got this kind of graphics? This has, you know, a oh, 720? Oh, no, I mean- Oh please! You know?
0: When they have their when they have their dev units, they they exactly they they know what the architecture is, and that's that's I think that's the whole point of this conversation, which is the people that are developing games need to know exactly what the system can do because then they can decide, okay, can we take a port of this game that we've already done? Will it run well on the Nintendo Switch? Is it worth our time to try and port this game over to the Switch because maybe it doesn't have the power to run this game, but we can design something different, a new IP that will run beautifully. So for developers, they need to know what a system is capable of physically, not just the experience because on the business side, they need to know if they can port certain games and what kind of development time it will yeah. take. But then let's take that to the next level, Mark, which is the tech... Now, not the average consumer who's happy when something works and they don't need to know the ins and the outs, but let's say a tech-savvy consumer like a gamer that really wants to know what kind of potential. Am I going to have a system here that can play all the high-end triple A graphics demanding titles that I'm going to want to play? Am I going to buy this Console, because in the future it will support those kind of games. I think if you're a hardcore gamer, you're not buying a Nintendo Switch to play the Call of Duties. Uh, that you know all the cross-platform titles that are really demanding. Yeah. You're buying the system for the unique IPs and for the Nintendo experience. So I can tell you, as a consumer, I look forward to Nintendo consoles, not because of the power they have and that I can ha- I can play a cross-platform game. Platform game on the Switch. If I can, it's a luxury. I buy it for Nintendo's first party titles and everything they're able to do with them.
2: Let me summarize this pretty well, okay? You look at these gaming consoles, whether it be the Nintendo Switch, whether it be the Xbox, whether it be the PlayStation, we are talking about price tags under $700, under $600, under $400 for a device like this. Correct. We are now accustomed to spending almost $1,000 a year on our mobile device, on our phones. That's right. So I don't think we care about the specs. I don't think we care about the specs when it comes to a gaming system because it's way easier and way more cost effective to recycle our gaming systems and to upgrade to the new gaming system when it comes out. Because you know what? In the grand scheme of things, it is not that big of a price tag difference.
0: Yep, and like I said, I think when it comes to Nintendo are my expectations that I think anyone that's ever played a Nintendo game they're expecting the Nintendo experience of their first party games, and if you can play other games on it, wow, what a great luxury that is as well.
2: Well, in a week from now we'll be talking about the Switch hands-on and we'll talk about that user experience and a lot more. Check out yourtechreport.com brand and newly kind of reskinned for your pleasure. Check out our videos, check out everything there, follow us on Twitter at yourtechreport, because we've got those great giveaways, the X-Star Premium drone from Autel that Moto Z play and Hasselblad True Zoom Moto Mod all there for you right now at yourtechreport.com. When we come back, we're going to we're going to head into the home with some smart lighting with a very cool company called Lutron. Stick around.
1: There's more Your Tech Report after this. Welcome back to Your Tech
2: Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Marka Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield with you on Twitter. Follow along. It is at Your Tech Report. And also check out our website, Mitchell, yourtechreport.com for links to all our YouTube uh, channels, video, audio, all that fun stuff. And man, am I excited for this interview.
0: Yeah, you should be excited. And you know what? You've you've done a lot in the world of home automation, spreading the word, spreading the gospel. And even with me, as much of a techie as I am, you started getting me into home automation to the point where recently, I think we've made it clear on the show, you came to visit me in Los Angeles. You made the trek from Montreal with your family, had a great time. Yet the first thing you say when you walk into my home, <laughs> my home, my sacred space is you're looking around. I'm like, what's wrong, Mark? First thing, uh, where are your Lutron switches? Now that is not an appropriate greeting here in the states. Normally, it's "Hey Mitchell, great to see you, man. I haven't seen you in so long." It's, but no, I get "Hey, uh, where are your Lutron okay. switches, dude? What is What is that? Context, what is that? Context, okay, give me some okay. context here.
2: Okay, context. I want to in- invite our next guest on the line with us because she needs to get in on this because this is going to be <laughs> she's going to be on my side. Melissa Andresco is a public relations director for Lutron. Welcome to your tech report. Thank Hi, you Mark. for being on my side.
0: Oh wait, is she picking sides
3: already? No, I didn't know I had to pick sides Oh jeez, a lot of pressure here, but hello You won't have to, trust me, you
2: won't have to pick Um, So, see, Lutron, you know, Mitchell is is one of these companies that, you know, have existed, um, and Melissa, you said 56 years before we got on the air? Is that what you're saying?
3: correct, since 1961
2: Okay, they've been doing, you know, things that I guarantee you, everybody in their life at some point has touched a Lutron switch, they just don't realize it because people don't pay attention to that type of thing, but, you know, these days, because because we're now more in tune with things like the whole smart home craze we're more in tune with companies like Lutron but Lutron's been doing home automation and things like the smart home and quotes in quotey fingers before that phrase was even something that existed were, were they not Liza?
3: That's absolutely right. You know, Lutron, as I mentioned, 56 years of of being in business, but 25 plus years in the connected home space. And prior to that, even a, a richer history in the connected building space. So, you know, to your point, we have been doing this before it was even in vogue to have a smart home or a connected home. We've been helping people, you know, live life better with technology for, you know, many, many
2: decades now. And I remember I remember walking into people's homes, mostly people who had much larger homes than I did when I was young, and had like automation systems going on and things going on. And we kind of looked at it and like, oh, that's cool. We never really thought that it was something that, you know, was attainable by someone like me. But but nowadays, like, I mean, what I've been doing personally is I've been slowly changing all my switches in my home to Lutron connected switches. Um, uh, why I chose Lutron? Because um, it, the, the whole platform made sense. There was a beautiful app that goes along with the ecosystem. Then you guys introduced the HomeKit bridge, which means I didn't have to change every single switch. I just had to change my bridge, and suddenly I was able to use it with HomeKit. But it's it's not only HomeKit compatible. It's compatible with all these other services that are out there, too. and All of which, I'm, I'm going to guess, are pretty intentional moves.
3: Absolutely. And, and to, just to, to go back to what you were originally saying, you're absolutely right about, you know, 15 years ago, you would find smart home products in really the the grandest of grand homes, and it almost seemed unattainable to so many people at that point. And, you know, fast forward to, you know, 2014, when Lutron introduced its Caseta wireless system, I mean, here's a a connected home system, controllable from any mobile device, with a starting price of $99. So, I mean, talk about bringing it to the masses, I mean, and, and you're seeing this trend now throughout the industry, where all of a sudden and these products that you once longed for are now readily available at your retail locations and and a lot of online resellers.
0: You know, I, I have to jump in here because you, you, of course, you heard our our introduction. You heard Mark's very rude entrance into my home, <laughs> which now, of course, we laugh about. But okay, so I want you to tell me: Am I at a point now if I if I want to have a connected home, Melissa, and I want to do all of this uh, the right way? I should switch my current switches to Lutron switches. No, because what is this going to bring for me?
3: So, first of all, yes, you should switch every single light switch and dimmer in your home to a Lutron one. Let's start there. <laughs> Basically, anything right. Lutron makes, size.
2: you should have in you your home.
3: Need to pick size, I'm on your side. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, so, uh, so think about from a couple different perspectives. You know, we talk about smart home not just for the sake of, of technology, but it's about making people's lives better. So think about you're you're coming home to your house at night, you maybe have, you know, kids in the car, groceries, soccer equipment, the dog, what have you. You're trying to get in the house, trying to find the light switch. Imagine if before you even pulled up to the house the lights turned on for you. Not just exterior lights, but key lights maybe in, you know, your living room or your kitchen, wherever you're gonna have that main point of entry. So, you know, hands free lighting control for you right there you know think about from a, a safety perspective how many times do you do you go away on vacation or out for the night and you think oh gee the house is going to be dark for for three straight days and you know fumbling with a, a timer is really not practical you can set what are called schedules mm-hmm. right through the lutron app so that you know friday night at 10:08 p.m three lights in my house turn on and then at 1 a.m two of those lights go on and the shades close so it's all about you know know creating that lived-in look and and just giving you that added peace of mind that your house looks lived in while you're away those are just two things you know think about your pets you know we're, we're all pet lovers you know right. your, your pets could be home in the dark you've got to work late you had a meeting there's nobody home to turn lights on for the dogs or the cats or whatever you might have. You can actually turn a light on remotely so that the dogs and the cats aren't left home in the dark. So, you know, it's not just about that wow factor anymore. It's just about making your home that much more of an experience, whether you're in it or whether you're away from home. It's,
0: it's really great for both. Uh, Melissa, if we're being honest, uh, the first thing I'd program is that as soon as I pulled into the driveway, the bathroom light went on. There I'm just go. saying. <laughs> that going would be the most important thing to me. I just have to be honest with you. Go go ahead, Mark. I had to get that in there.
2: Well, what I wanted to explain to Mitchell was, you know, I, uh, we we are good friends with the guys over at, at Logitech, and, and Logitech makes some great things. And and one of the products they make is the Harmony Remote. And the Harmony Remote has is, is really become more uh, more than home entertainment remote, but it actually controls a lot of their smart devices. So Mitchell, as a user of that, this is this is a no brainer for you. You know, Lutron, right. co- the the Caseta system, and the whole ecosystem is a no brainer for you, really, or anybody because it's not really, you don't have to worry about having an iOS device. Uh, It's compatible with a lot of different platforms. And I think, Melissa, that's an intentional thing as well, right?
3: It's, you're absolutely right. The, the, the ability to have Lutron's Caseta Wireless working with all of the most popular smart home products is absolutely intentional and will keep us you know, propelling that forward. You know, it's, it's all about the convenience factor for the homeowner. So to your point about the Logitech remote, being able to push one button that lowers your shades, dims your lights, turns on your TV, starts your movie, all it doesn't do is bring you your, your snacks, right? That's the only thing it's not doing. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a button for that next year.
0: Who knows? (laughs) I was going to say that's something they definitely have to work on. And, you know, Melissa, one of the things I, you know, I I talk about this in other interviews and it's the aesthetics of a product. And I think when it comes to uh, something like switches in the home, smart home, you know, I talk about barrier to entry and some people think, well, you know, I want my home to have a designer finish to it. I want my, I want my, you know, the mounts on my lights, which is everything. I want them to look great. But I'm looking at these products. I'm at Lutron.com right now. And in addition to being incredibly functional, uh, the, the stuff looks really good. It looks really high end, and I think when people are doing their homes now, this becomes the aesthetics becomes an important thing, right?
2: Melissa, Wait. you have to, you have to. See, uh, Mitchell and I can see each other on Skype. Okay. I'm giving him the dirtiest look in the world. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you expect? Like, do you expect a company like this to release a product that's going to be ugly?
3: So, you know, I'm really glad that you you brought that up because aesthetics and functionality are are key, right? Lutron takes great pride in making sure, you know, let me go back, our founder, believed in a very simple philosophy that a product had to be as intuitive to use to your 90-year-old grandmother as it was to a 6- or 7-year-old child. That's brilliant. Meaning that it had to be obvious what button was going to give you which functionality or, you know, so that if you have a guest over... They're not trying to figure out in the middle of the night how to turn the lights on to go to the bathroom or to go down to the kitchen. So, you know, a lot of thought goes into the design and the life of the product and thinking through who are all the people who are going to be using it. And then to your point about the, the, the aesthetics, I mean, very clean finishes, clean lines, no visible screws on the wall plates, you know, it comes in a variety of colors. When you look at our, our um, automated or motorized shade products, you know, comes in dozens. Some styles come in hundreds of different fabrics. So really giving people the opportunity to make it part of their home and really integrate it into the design so that it just kind of blends in instead of sticking out on the wall or on the window.
0: You know, Melissa, as Mark said, you know, we're because we're on different different parts of the country, and different countries, you know, different parts of the world. Uh, we look at each other through Skype, and Mark did give me the dirtiest look, and then he started mm-hmm. smiling as you smiling as you were talking about accessibility. And I'm trying to figure out if he thinks of me as a 90 year old woman, as or a six year old kid. I don't know which is less attractive. I think they're they're both part of me. But I, I was I was basically bringing it up because I think we like to change consumers' minds, and for people that are holding off on. Uh, home automation or investing in this ecosystem for A, B, and C. And if part of it is the aesthetic, I wanted to sort of, you know, quell that right away because, like you said, this stuff looks gorgeous. And we're in a time, now where people care about that stuff. But obviously, the technology side is there, but the beautiful design is there as well. So kudos to you. And anyone that's worrying about that should not worry about that at all.
3: Agreed. And and to your point about the, the technology, you know, you talk about barriers to entry. Yes, the products look great. But the one thing that Lushan really prides itself on is our stuff, just works yeah. you're going to plug it in and it's going to work and you know what if for some reason you have questions along the way or if you're linking it to your your apple you know HomeKit platform or to your amazon alexa or whatever device you might be connecting it to if you do have trouble along the way we have 24 hour, seven day a week free technical support so you know for people who have questions even if you're at the store and you're not sure geez i is this going to work with my this or my that? You can call us. And, you know, we really try to give people that peace of mind because for some people, to your point, there are some barriers to entry for smart home. And we're trying to help people understand that, you know, it's not that wow factor. It's really and truly about helping you live life better and to simplify these daily routines. And when you've got a product that looks great on the wall and is going to work right out of the box, it's it's a no-brainer.
2: This is where I have to side with you, because on the installation side, I mean, you're just replacing a light switch. It's whether, you know, whether you replace one switch with another switch, I mean, that's all you're doing, and suddenly you are enabling that switch to be controlled by the cassette bridge. And uh, on the whole configuration standpoint, your support as well, because there was one of the in-wall switches, which wasn't available to me in Canada, so I bought it through the States, you know, has a whole slew of wires that you don't necessarily need to use. And if you're not an electrician, um, obviously, you, you should probably, you know, maybe get one and some cases Um, but I had a lot of questions and within five minutes I had the answers that I needed thanks to a phone call like that and experiences like that are few and far between these days unfortunately so kudos to you on, on maintaining that.
3: Well, thank you. Customer, you know, taking care of the customer is, is Lutron's really founding and guiding principle because it's if the customer doesn't have a good experience, they're not going to come back. And we, we believe in staying with the customer throughout the life of the product. So from the, the time they're thinking about it, being able to be a resource for them and answering questions up until the day that, you know, they decide to, to change it out to a different Lutron product. We're going to be there with them every step of the way to, to support them.
2: So we've gone over the stigma about, you know, how it's not hard to actually set up your smart home. Um, it's not hard to actually understand all your products, but there was one thing that in my mind was still kind of a barrier to entry in terms of one of your products, and that was the smart shades. But you 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 want a kibosh out with me, right?
3: Yeah, so I'm, I'm still on your side, don't worry, but no, <laughs> I will say, you know, a little bit earlier in the conversation, we talked about 15 years ago, seeing, seeing products in, in, you know, the grandest homes in the world, and motorized shades were one of those things. It was kind of like the, wow, maybe someday I can have a motorized shade <laughs> in my home, and, and quite truthfully, years ago, motorized shades were, you know, thousands of dollars per window, $1,500 or so starting price. Today, Lutron makes available a, a, a shade that runs on batteries, first of all, so as easy to install as mini blinds, okay. and the starting price is $349. So, wow. you know, while that might not be um, accessible for everybody for every window in the house, Think about key rooms, like the rooms where you watch TV or where you need extra privacy because, you know, maybe the mini blinds aren't, aren't going to cut it for you. You know, you're, you're not having to run power to the window. You're able to measure the width of the shade. You know, you, you measure in about five minutes. We have tutorials online on how to do it. And we also have a money-back guarantee. So, you know, some people will be like, oh, gee, that's a, you know, $349. What if I mismeasure? if they, if they it up, we replace the shade and, and we'll remake it for you in the correct size. So, um, being able to give people the functionality of, of, you know, integrating their, their shades into their smart home ecosystem, you know, it's, it's really changed people's lives because it's given people the, you know, hard to reach windows, new life because they can now control the amount of sun coming in or, you know, help, you know, get rid of that glare on the television screen.
0: You know, Melissa, as cool as this is to hear, and this is really neat because I know Mark is excited about this, you've just made things more difficult for me because now I don't have to worry only about him judging my light switches. But now when he comes to visit me next time, he'll walk in and say, Dude, where your motorized shades are totally affordable, why don't you have them? So thank you for giving him more ammunition against me. Thank you for that. That's, that's what
2: you I'm. That's to be
3: what very I'm, judgy now when you go into his house. Oh, Judgy McGee,
2: Melissa. It's even worse because I'm there next week, so, so it's gonna Uh-oh. it's gonna be a problem. Okay, so you know we've just spent probably about uh, you know two thirds of the interview uh, talking about obviously your great products and the history of it. Tell me what was new at CES. I mean, this is a, a, an amazing show. You guys have been obviously the center of the smart home phase phenomenon forever. So how do you approach a show like CES, and what kind of products do you wow people with?
3: So you know, for for Lutron at CES this year, it was it was interesting. We did a little bit of a different approach um, for for us. It's it was about uh, new things coming with Caseta Wireless, which I'll talk about in a second. But it was also reinforcing the fact that Lutron is not just smart home for the mid market. That yes, there is Caseta, which is available at you know local retailers. But for the homes that require a more sophisticated system or a larger system, we've got two other great alternatives called Radio Raw 2 and HomeWorks QS. And those are both professionally installed and programmed systems. And those are the types of systems that max out for Radio Raw, you know, 200 plus devices, and for HomeWorks, 10,000 devices. Yeah. So you're talking about, you know, for exceptionally sized homes. So. For us, it was really about kind of telling that whole connected home story. That's what, regardless of your budget, regardless of your home size or your integration needs, regardless of you know the complexity of your system, there is a Lutron solution that will satisfy that need. So that was our big theme at CES this year, and we had some um, vignettes set up so that people could you know see how what a day in the life with these Lutron systems could could feel like. Um, But we did have some great news at CES. So uh, Nest has been one of our alliances for for many years with the thermostats. And at CES, Lutron announced that we now work with Nest Cams and specifically their new feature called Person Alerts. And I don't know how familiar you are with that, but if you are a subscriber to the Nest Cam uh, program, you get Person Alerts. So if your camera sees a person walk past it, you can actually program your Caseta wireless lights to turn on, whether they turn on just in that specific area where a person was detected or somewhere else in the house. So great new feature that is actually available now. And then we also announced that uh, at some point later this year, we'll be working with Samsung SmartThings. So again, mm. just giving people lots of different options, regardless of you know, what platform they want to use or what their, their voice control preference of choice is. It's all about giving people the options that are going to, you know, work best for them.
2: Let alone the fact that you guys already work with Amazon Echo, you already work with Sonos and so many other products that are out there and you can connect all these things so seemingly nice with, it, with various, you know, platforms, HomeKit, et cetera, et cetera.
3: Exactly.
2: Melissa, thank you so much for joining us. Will you please come back on the show in a couple of months because you know what, your energy is awesome and there's so many things to talk about with you and we have so many different angles that we want to take.
3: Well, I have to come back because I want to hear how the meeting goes next week at the house and, and who wins uh, the fight. It's not going to go well. There was any shade shaming and taking place or anything. So please, you mean, have to mean back when I want to hear You how mean it when, ends.
0: <laughs> when when Judgey McGee arrives in the states? You know there will be shade shaming and switch shaming, <laughs> which is a real thing. And okay, you know what? On. Maybe I, he'll shame me enough to just get him to the ecosystem. You know? I've,
2: I've got I've got the settlement for this, Mitchell. You okay. go buy the switches. I'll install okay. them.
3: And uh, right, I have to go. This. Next time I'm in Los Angeles, I'm going to come to your house, and if you still don't have it, I'm going to join the team shaming, and I'm going to get oh it on the Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> shaming squared. There's nothing worse. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> makes me feel better
2: than wrapping up an interview with the guest on my side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report.
2: Welcome back to your tech report. Mark Flallow and Mitchell Whitfield with you. On Twitter, we are at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report. On YouTube, it's youtube.com slash your tech report online.
0: Now, Mark, I'm gonna say something that's kinda comes no surprise to you and no surprise to our listeners, but we like everyone else, uh, we have become fairly obsessed with our mobile gadgets. Is it fair to say?
2: I I would say so, yes, absolutely. I
0: think the world is obsessed with with mobile connectivity, with their smartphones, with their tablets. But along with that, we tend to get obsessed with the cases that protect them, uh, the the, the cables that connect them, the headphones that let us listen to them. So accessories have become as big an obsession for most of us, for our mobile devices, as the devices themselves.
2: Well, listen, my wife accessorizes with purses and things that tend to be a little (laughs) bit more expensive than the stuff we're going to talk about. But yeah, definitely, I think it's one of those obsessions that we have. We... We accessorize ourselves definitely.
0: Well, I, 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 there's there's one company that, that comes to mind in particular when it comes to my, at least my my world of mobile accessories, my laptops, my tablets, my, tablets, my phones, and that company is Griffin Technology. And I've been, I, like you, I've been using their products for a long time, but I know there are new products that we are waiting to hear about, stuff from CES, new lines that we haven't heard about, that I would love to know more about. How does that sound as a setup for you?
2: It's, it's a very good setup, And you know what, Mitchell, <laughs> this, this year at CES, Griffin really didn't disappoint, you know, with so many different, you know, technologies, different connectors, different devices. So let's go to the source and welcome our next guest from Griffin Technology, the Director of Communications and Brand Marketing, Jackie Anderson. Jackie, do you want me to use both names as your last name? I don't know how you... We didn't ask you that question beforehand.
4: Great.
2: There you go. (laughs) Jackie, I mean, Director of Communications, I get that part, Brand Marketing. Now, uh, you know, that's... Talk about a tall, tall order. I mean, Griffin is a company that spans so many different devices, so many different genres. How on earth do you have a Title like that and managed to stay sane.
4: <laughs> I didn't claim I'm sane.
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I didn't ask that question. Very good point. Maybe I didn't ask that question. As <laughs> How do you do it? I mean, Griffin is a company that, that spans so many categories. And I'm talking about everything from, from, from car charters to cases, um, devices from the iPhone to the Surface to the Samsung and everything in between. Keeping a brand like that on top of everything, on top of the game, and managing it across that grand, grandeur of devices must be a tall order.
4: Yes, it, it certainly is. Um, luckily, I'm, I'm not doing it on my own. We've got uh, we've got a whole team here um, at, in the marketing department at Griffin. So, but you know, what the key? I think the key to it is yes, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. I mean, this just yeah. changes every day. It's constantly changing. There's always something new. Every day is a new day. So, um, we never know what we're walking into. So. We, We keep it
2: fun. You know, it's funny because Griffin is one of those companies that I think everybody has had some kind of touch point with in their life. And they may or may not even realize it because you guys make, you know, car chargers, things that a lot of people, you know, still use, don't use. Um, You know, stands for laptops, uh, a variety of different things. But you also manage to stay ahead of the game. And there's a product in particular that I want to point out. And that's the BrakeSafe magnetic USB-C power cable for the MacBook Pro. And the reason I bring that one up is... Is Because when Apple goes out and releases a new standard, a lot of things kind of got lost in the shuffle. and, And the biggest complaint we have heard and the biggest complaint I have as a user is the lack of that MagSafe cable. But instantly, I mean, almost within hours of announcing the new product, you guys have a solution to this. How do you keep on top of things like that?
4: So, well, the break safe is an interesting, interesting scenario. Some of our engineers had already come up with; they'd already patented it, and we were kind of just sitting around on it, waiting to see what we, what exactly we wanted to do um, with that technology that had been patented. So, it when they that took off at the MagSafe, it was like the perfect opportunity. Like, okay, USB-C, that's what, that's what we need to do with it. So, we were very, um, we were very easily able to transfer it over. Uh, to that and make a great replacement for all the people that were disappointed to see MagSafe go, which is, I mean, man, we've all gotten so used to that. Um,
0: (laughs) That was a big deal. (laughs) But, you know, that's that's the beauty of what you guys at Griffin do. I mean, you come up with solutions for problems and people, I think, take for granted. Yes, you you guys make fantastic cases. You, you make great cables and protective screen protectors and all these things are wonderful. And I have so many of these products, but coming up with a solution for a problem, this is something where I think you guys really shine. And Mark mentioned your relationship and finding out how did you guys know. Do you guys have relationships with these companies that allow you in advance maybe to get some insight? Okay, here's what we have planned for the future. Start, you know, Start your roadmap now creating products and solutions for these. Do you guys have those kind of relationships or do you wait until release and then as fast as you can get those products created and out there?
4: You know, I wish we... We do have relationships with them, but um, I wish we were able to get the info from <laughs> them earlier on. Right. Um, it's Unfortunately, it's just not you know they that's just not how they work apple and samsung and all the other manufacturers uh, you know rightfully so they need they need to keep that information to themselves um, so while we are part of their official programs, the you know MFI program and uh, you know all the other ones that uh, you can officially make third-party accessories that are certified, uh, they don't release that info to us ahead of time. Um, it sure would make our lives a lot easier, though.
2: <laughs> Jackie, we're we're just off of CES 2017. Obviously, every company has some kind of where to show off at CES. What were the big ones and the big takeaways that you got from CES this year?
4: The big ones that everybody ha- you know you just couldn't miss when you. Walked into our booth was uh, the Griffin Home area that we had up at the front. It was uh, looked like a kitchen area, and um, this was where we were showing off our connected home accessories. This is a whole new area for us, and um, a lot of people were excited to see. Some, you know, some were a little um, not sure if that was, you know, like I've never pictured Griffin in the kitchen. Uh, (laughs) But we had a connected coffee maker and a connected toaster. Uh, and a connected mirror. So the coffee maker and the toaster, obviously, are in the kitchen there. They are Bluetooth-enabled. You can actually control everything um, about your toast and your coffee through an app on your phone. Um, you know, is it, what What type of bread is it? Is it a muffin or a, a bagel or, you know, I'll drill down into all the preferences. How dark do you like it? You can set profiles, save those so every family member in the house has their own preset uh, and then they can just walk up and, and instantly, you know, the toaster knows who you are and what, um, how you like your toast. Um, uh, on top of that, it, send, it actually sends you a, a push notification when it's done. So if you're like me and you are too impatient to just stand there and watch it, you walk away, you go do something else, forget about your toast, you know, 30 minutes later, it's like, oh yeah, that's cold. Um, So (laughs) this will actually remind you um, on your phone, send you a little notification, your toast is done, coffee's done, we're always um, eagerly awaiting that that message, uh, and then um, the mirror w- is much more of a more of a dressing room, bathroom sort of a vanity uh, mirror that that um, actually displays all sorts of uh, notifications on there as well. So you're getting ready in the morning, you can see what's the weather, what's the traffic like. You can see text messages pop up, emails. Um, you can set all of that in your preferences, so you can decide how much data you want um, coming at you in the morning while you're getting ready. For me, I would never want my work emails showing up.
2: Uh, <laughs> stressing not me out that soon, not that soon ready. in the morning.
4: No, I need, I need a little bit of time. Ease into that.
0: <laughs> no, I, I love it. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm looking right now uh, at the picture, uh, the image of the mirror. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm looking also at the toaster. I mean, here's the really cool thing. You have the connectivity, obviously you have the connectivity down, uh, leveraging, of course, your experience with that as Griffin is a company, but you know, now you have the challenge, as you said, of moving into a new area, the connected home, the connected kitchen. And one of the things we love doing on this show especially is we, we always say, okay, you think you know this company, let's show you this company in a different light. And that's something that we get joy out of. We, we like showing companies in a new way that people may not have thought about them in the past. And this is a, kind of a fun challenge for you as well. You mentioned the challenge of presenting a new side of Griffin, and that's got to be fun for you. Challenging, but a lot of fun for you guys to show a totally new side of your company
4: absolutely yeah uh it it, we really were kind of taking it on as a challenge you know as people were coming in because we unveiled these at ces these connected home products First time uh, announced those at CES. And so you, you you're getting that instant feedback from people of their, you know, their gut reaction of how they feel about it. And you could kind of see on their face, some people be like, Kristen, in the home? I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I never really thought about that. Like that's that's kind of a surprise. And and we were we, we really were taking it on as a challenge of like, no, you know, let me okay, I get you know, I can see where you might not have seen that coming, but let me uh, you know, let me convince you.
2: Yeah, <laughs> rationalize uh, it almost, right?
4: Exactly. Yeah.
2: It's funny if you walk into my home, there's a selection of Griffin accessories all over the place. Um, the power dock is one. <laughs> there's a great story behind the power dock. My wife went to to go order me the power dock, and because certain things didn't ship to Canada at that point, she shipped it to Mitchell's home. And Mitchell was so used to receiving stuff from different companies that he opened it and and started using it. And then about a month later, I'm like, Where's <laughs> where's my power dock? I've been waiting for this thing to just get everything organized. And he's like, "Oh, that was for
0: you." In my defense, all I saw, like Mark said, I saw this. But I said, oh, "Griffin, I love Griffin. What did they send me? Oh, this is a great <laughs> solution. I can have all my mobile devices in one dock with one cable into the wall. This is brilliant. Thank you." So, and I was, and Mark said, uh, "Yeah, that's mine." I was like, "Not anymore. It's not." He never got it back.
2: I ne- I never got it back. I had to order myself a brand new one, which is which was great. I mean, it was it was a great solution at the end of the day. But but you know, but you guys really do have solutions to a lot of things in our lives, and and I I look forward to the home collection expanding, and I look forward to seeing how we can integrate this with different services. Now, um, one of the biggest topics at CES this year was was Amazon Echo. How does that tie into your products?
4: So the at the moment, these products do not uh, they don't work with the the echo. so we're we're not doing the the voice activated uh, um, um prompts on those at this point. Uh, we it's certainly, you know, something that we want to explore, possibly with the, the second version or a little bit farther down, but, but not these first ones.
2: No, I mean, listen, you have to tackle one battle at a time. You know, you've got to yep. obviously get the product there, get it accepted, get it into the homes. So what kind of features, for example, on the coffee machine and the toaster, when you, when you consider it a quote-unquote smart home, what can we do with these that are unique other than obviously, you know, scanning bread, et cetera, et cetera? Timer functions...
4: Yep, it's got uh, timer you, on the coffee. You can actually set up a schedule, um, which I thought was really interesting because we're all familiar with the, the concept of like the program. You know, oh, I'll just program my coffee to, to go on you know the, tomorrow morning, yep. and you kind of load it up the night before. Um, so this kind of takes that to the next level. You can actually program it like it knows. Well, Monday through Friday, I get up and uh, I'm, at, I'm I'm I get up at eight for work, but on Saturdays I like to sleep in. So, you know, let's... Uh, we'll set a different schedule for Saturday because it's all through. You're basically having you. It's all through the app, so you have a much better UI there. Where you, yeah, you can create actually,
2: a profile and you can actually control it a lot more. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was looking at both the, the toaster and the coffee maker. They both come in at under a hundred dollars. And when you think about a connected device, and I think once again this goes into perception more than anything else. Something that you guys work with and sometimes work against is oh, if they're making this, then it must be this. It must be expensive. Must be out of reach. But we're talking under hundred dollars for each of those things, and you can pay well well over that for a non-connected device that doesn't have half the functionality of what you guys are putting out now
4: exactly and that was key for us it really was because uh you know while we while we partnered with a uh, a manufacturer that that specializes in making toasters and coffee makers because that's certainly not our uh you know our, what our history is in and our expertise um so but we wanted to to come in with this like we want to offer this but we, we want it to be at an affordable price like this isn't just because we're adding, you know, additional features to it, doesn't mean that we, we're now introducing a $500 coffee maker. So, so yeah, the getting it the under $100 was an important feature for us.
2: No, and you you definitely did good. I mean, these are products that obviously the whole category is going to grow, that whole home market. I can see where it's going to go for Griffin, and I look forward to following it. Um, Jennifer, uh, Jackie, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for kind of giving us, shining a light into, into Griffin and behind it. Any kind of things you could tease us with things that are coming down the road?
4: There was another item at CES that attracted a lot of attention, particularly for the iPhone 7 uh, users. Uh, and that was our reserve battery case. So this is uh, kind of a you know, standard backup battery case. You've got the, 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 the battery there, the 3000 milliamp um, hour battery. So um, we, you know everybody complains about their battery dying, but it adds in a headphone jack. So ah. uh, all those iPhone 7 people that have lost the headphone jack and just aren't adapting like they thought they might, Uh, this adds that back in Uh, on top of that it also has a lightning port on it so you can charge um, with your standard iPhone cord and rather than a micro USB
0: so here you go again. Here Griffin goes again, resolving an issue that we have with a change that was supposed to be for the better. But for a lot of users, whether it's the you know the MacBook Pro losing uh, the MagSafe or iPhone users using losing their headphone jacks, you guys bring things back. And I, I encourage our listeners, Mark. You know we're talking about a handful of products here, but we're, we're and when people I think abuse, we're just scratching the surface. We literally are just scratching the surface of everything that Griffin does. And if you go to griffintechnology.com, you by the way the website is laid out. Very well because you can browse my product Device, collection It's very smartly laid out It's almost like I go to Cheesecake Factory I get overwhelmed by the menu Out of Griffin Technology I get to see everything that you guys have laid out really well And you guys make a ton of stuff And frankly, I think I could spend probably the next year Trying everything that you guys have
4: well, well, yes, I appreciate it. And and I feel like I need to send you one of those old power docs just to make up for the the one you lost a while ago. <laughs>
2: no, I ended up buying a new one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We're definitely going to catch up in a, in a later show and have you back on and talk about specific products in the Griffin lineup. Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. Thank you so much to Melissa from Lutron. Get your hands on some Lutron Cassetta stuff. We're going to get our hands on stuff as well. Mitchell's going to finally get hands on with Lutron as well. So we're going to have fun with that as well. Uh, check YouTube.com slash yourtechreport online. Check our brand new designed website yourtechreport.com for some very cool giveaways including that Autel X-Star Premium Drone plus the Moto Z Play and Hasselblad True Zoom Moto Mod. Lots of fun stuff from here at Your Tech Report. Again, yourtechreport.com. We're back next week.
1: More fun. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition and be sure to follow Your Tech Tech Report online, email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your tech Like us on Facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com.